Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. What, what did Sanborn say? Uh, old Jack said that uh, Iberflus, who was calling the game because Alan Williams was out with a personal reason, personal reason like you're getting fired. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and that Iberflus was more aggressive. And you saw that. You saw more blitzes, more pressure originally or initially. And then the entire secondary fucking got broken. So we already had Kyler out. And then down goes uh, – uh, Eddie Jackson, and then uh, what? Jalen Jones was down, and then dude, it was just a, it was just a hot hot mess. Oh, Brisker goes down with that with an illness because he can't drink water apparently, or Gatorade or Pedialyte or. I just watched Mike Evans salt just water. shove Tyreek Stevenson. <laughs> oh, bro, that was bad. That was bad. But still, all right, so back to your point. It. If it's more aggressive on defense, Luke, do you think it still needs to? Do you think he needs to keep it up? Yeah, I, I thought the game plan this week was was actually solid. I mean, they, again, they couldn't get off the field on third down, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, we can say what, what we want about that. I just personally think they don't have the, the horses outside yet to be able to compete with a Mike Evans or Chris Godwin when, you know, they're running downfield, whatever. I do think the defense was, you know, it wasn't great, but I thought they played with more intensity. I thought more pressure was dialed up. I mean – how many sacks did they have where they where the Mayfield slipped through guys' hands? There was at least two or three times of that, right? Dude. What you got to capitalize on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you yeah. want to talk about being a bad team. I really think, you know, this this young Bears team kind of succumbs to the emotions of a game very easily, right? So, you know, last but week these we are saw like these are veteran guys that like Yannick Ngakwe is the one who missed two of them. Right. But, but I'm saying, do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like this team definitely succumbs to the emotions of a game. Like, they'll give up a big play and then hang their heads. They'll – whatever. No maturity. But I guess my main point in this is, you know, the Bears had a chance when this game started to break it wide open. Brisker had a walk-in pick six. He he did everything right. He drops the ball. And then what happens after that? I'm pretty sure the Bucks scored or something. So, you know, talk about succumbing to the emotions of the game. The Bears missed the tone setter immediately. I mean – Shit, they had they had a blocked kick that they they should have recovered. Yep. They had a they did they did a few things well defensively, you know that they could have built upon and didn't capital uh, capitalize on any of it. So it, it's kind of like they just got kicked in the nuts early, and that was it. Because like you said, guys started dropping like flies. The effort level decreased. You know, Mike Evans was throwing guys down like they didn't care. Like it was just it was a circus after that. The Brisker missed pick only resulted in a field goal. I'm pretty sure because it was. It seven did, to, but but I'm was, pretty sure they they went down the field and like 
they converted on three or four third downs on that drive then. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like death by a thousand paper cuts, right? And then, and then what do the Bears do when they get the ball? I mean, they go down the field at six plays, but, you know, that, that was kind of it for the offense for a while. Yeah, big time. Um, Joe, I want to go back to something you talked about last year in that uh, investing in defensive backs is more – lucrative for the passing defense than having pass rushers you still feeling that way or like well you gotta have did baker stand there for hours on end <laughs> he did you gotta have you gotta have dog shit up front excuse me you, you can't have just pure you know statues up front who don't get any pressure at all but you know, we brought in, but we brought in Demarcus Walker and Rasheem Green, man. Those are you know who are, you know oh, who the Bears' best D lineman awful. is, and he actually looks kind of awesome. Andrew Billings, that that fat mother effer is like four hundred damn pounds, and he has more pressures than anyone on that entire defensive line. Dude, he I'll tell you what, here, he was brought here as a run stuffer, and that's your best pass rusher. I'll tell you what, man, Justin Jones destroyed people. In Justin game. Jones actually had a good game. There were had, there there were some snaps where he was. Six yards in the backfield. Nobody else could do anything to help him out, but he absolutely murdered Cody Mock, dude. That dude that everybody was slurping in the draft, he absolutely annihilated that kid all game, and we talk shit about Justin Jones a lot. So, Cody Mock, not good. Not good. It, it is funny, though, Chris. Like Those two are your best defensive linemen, and they're not great players. So, it's just like it's kind of what you're working with, but – to the credit to those two for having a decent game. But I mean, these rookies we brought in this year, how, how have you guys felt about them on the defensive line? I feel like Gervon Dexter had some really nice run stops, but he's just non-existent versus, versus the pass. I mean, can we, can we live with that? If, if he turns into a, you know, pretty solid run stuffer and is a one or two uh, sack a year guy or something like that. No, no, he, I mean, needs, no. he needs to bring more. He's got to bring some pressure. But yeah. what we said, though, was that – or what, what I was talking about in the preseason was you can't have these two on the field at the same time. And that's that's the rotation I'm seeing is both of right. them are out there at the same time. Right. And, and both of them have flashed. Well, you know, I'd like to see Dexter and Billings together. I'd like to see, you know, Pickens and Billings together on obvious rundowns. Um not that there probably are any in that NFL necessarily anymore, but I would like to see a more fluid rotation between the four of them. No, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that Dexter, you, 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 you like the run stuffing. Yeah. Great. But you got him. He's a second rounder, right? Uh, so, so you need to have some sort of extra production out of him. Uh, I mean, if you're going to invest, if you want just a run run stuffer, you're taking me back to Eddie Goldman, who is, you know, eating up two blocks at a time and opening it up, you know, con commanding two blocks because he's bull rushing every time and he's, you know, holding his own. Even if you didn't block Eddie Goldman, he was going to push your center all the way back into the, in, into the quarterback's lap. So, uh, yeah, you got to have more out of these two guys already early. Uh, I'll throw this to you guys right here off that uh, Dexter Dexter and Pickens comment. 
is a lot of heat has been on Ryan Poles that he's not drafted a single A player or a single A plus player or a single, you know, a single player that other teams would covet. And so, yeah, Poles has only had two draft classes now, but you know, does Brisker fall into that category of somebody's going to covet this guy? Kyler Gordon, somebody going to cover covet this guy? Uh, Roshan Johnson, somebody going to covet this fella? What? How do you, how do you feel? I mean, we're obviously focused on Javon Dexter and, 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 and uh, Zach Pickens right off the bat, but I mean, we're, we're basically putting a magnifying glass on the whole on the on the whole franchise tonight and for the next sixteen weeks because. Oh, what's going? What's happening? We can't live with it. Do you, Chris? Do you feel like Polis has had a good eye for talent? I feel like it's a tough question because he hasn't had a lot of. He only had. He's only had one draft where he had a first round pick, and then you know, I'm not even going to talk about the Claypool trade. But you know, both picks this year were both second round picks were late. You know, they were late second round picks. So um, I think that there's raw talent a lot of the times with him, like with Joe, Braxton Jones, a lot of raw talent there. Uh, I think there might be some raw talent with, with Dexter uh, and Pickens. Pickens, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, I think two games in, it's too early to tell, especially on an absolutely terrible defense. Um but they got to make plays. I, I think uh, I think Darnell Wright looks really good. I think he looks fantastic. I mean, so. Um, but I do think Brisker is a guy that other teams in the league focus on during defensive me- or during offensive meetings. So, Covet, tough to say. Probably not at this point. An offensive lineman like. Darnell Wright, that's a right tackle, is is not something that you know you want to you know trade a first rounder for if that's what we're talking about coveting or sign to a twenty million dollar con twenty probably five million dollar contract. I can't say twenty million because that's what Taylor got. Um, but they're two weeks. They're, they're two weeks. I mean, and Luke, you can jump on this because here's a positive for you, buddy. Darnell Wright has looked like a right tackle in the, in the NFL. Yeah, so I mean to to answer your question previously, um, I kind of think that uh, there's two. I mean, so I think at the end of all this, right? If the Bears were horrible this year, Ryan Poles is kind of the guy I'm on the fence about. Where you know, if if they fire someone, I think they should fire them all. But I, I am interested to kind of see where these picks develop because I am seeing some promising signs. So I think a lot of like in free agency. I, I'm trying to separate how much, you know, the coaches were in his ear because, you know, he comes from the Chiefs and then he signs two middle linebackers as his highest paid players, you know, or is Eberflus in his ear and he and he's trusting his coach there. I mean, same with like Lucas Patrick. Like that was that was Luke Getzi's guy. Do we really believe that Poles is like, yeah, this is the guy I'm I, I need to start on my O line. Like, I don't know. So I, I just find it hard to believe that some of these free agent acquisitions that maybe we don't agree with. Uh, you know, obviously the, the Claypool trade was awful, but on the flip side of that, um, you know, he made the trade with Carolina, which if the Panthers keep trending in this direction and Bryce Young keeps playing the way he's playing, then, yeah, he made a very wise decision to trade that number one, not take Young. And 
and, and claim DJ Moore in the Panthers next year's pick. So for me, that almost cancels out the Claypool trade because I think that that trade there might, you know, set up his tenure in Chicago or whatever. Um, I spoke about this earlier. I think the offensive line looks promising moving forward. You know, you guys talked about Darnell Wright. You'd hear Carter, who was one of Poles' many late-round picks last year's, you know, got to start this week and look pretty good. He looked like he belonged in the league. Uh, you know, you got Braxton Jones on the other side, who I think has done a good job outside of penalties. So for the first time in a while, I, I'm kind of confident in the offensive line that's being built in Chicago, uh, you know, even if the results don't show it right away. So I don't know. To sum that all up, I guess I'm I'm on the fence about polls, but I do think he is building something promising, at least along the offensive line. And And I am excited about their defensive pieces. I do like Gordon Brisker a lot. And, uh, you know, Tyreek Stevenson obviously has a long way to go, but. Hey, guess who uh, PFF's number one rated rookie is right now? Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is not on the list. But is it Jalen Carter? It's Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let me ask you this. Would you rather have right now uh, a right tackle problem or would you rather have a, 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 a defensive tackle problem? Because it seems like all, like we can dance this circle about J- Jalen Carter all you want, but it seems like you hit on the right tackle. You hit on the offensive line. If Darnell Wright lasts eight years in this league, ten years in this league, uh, like, come on, can we put that shit to bed? Because it seems like we, we – or are we going to do this for 12 years? Or are we going to do this for as long as Jalen Carter's in the league? It depends how good Carter is. I mean, so Carter's the number one D tackle and Rice the number one offensive tackle. I mean, their grades are pretty far apart, but I'm not saying that PFF is by any means the gold standard, but Carter actually had 60 – Wait, no, never mind. He only had 28 snaps last week. Oh, yeah, he's, bar- he's barely playing any leads league in pressures. Yeah. I don't know, Joe. It's yeah. really tough to let it go if he's – like if Jalen Carter – the only thing that could stop the conversation is if Darnell Wright turns into like one of the best right tackles in the league, which if it happens, Has he I'll not totally agree with you. Has he not through two weeks like uh, that he that – he, you know, got a pretty good, decent start for a rookie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you have a right tackle that you can count on for eight years, ten years, like, oh, gosh, it's going to exhaust me for every time Jalen Carter gets a sack. Well, we got a hot Jalen Carter. Well, you got a, a stalwart at right tackle. Like, and, until until Darnell Wright shows himself a bust, the, the conversation is going to drive me bleeping mad i think it's position scarcity is what it comes down to joe like position scarcity offensive line is so hard to find mm, good offensive linemen serviceable really offensive linemen versus like elite defensive tackles are two different things uh, i mean I, I i think you're right i mean your position scarcity for me is we said that Look, we said the same thing when it was him versus Will Anderson. Before there was any trouble, Jalen Carter, we said because he played D-tackle, he was more valuable than Will Anderson. 
just the position alone has to be more valuable than a right tackle based on that simple conversation from the middle of summer or middle of fucking February, probably. But I agree with you. I don't want to keep rehashing it either. I just, I was actually looking at Javon Dexter's grades, which aren't bad, uh, honestly, but then I just looked at top rookies and it was, it was Carter. So I just thought it was funny. And I just want to keep fucking with Luke about it now, but I'm with you, dude. I don't want to keep rehashing shit. Uh, I do. Well, I mean, we can, we can, if Darnell Wright turns into, Oh, he's just so, so, Oh, he's out of the league in five years. Oh, he's always hurt or this, that, but there are two weeks, two games worth of evidence. He's protected the passer fairly well. Uh, last week against the Packers, he could have run run block a bit better in certain situations. But as far as pass pro goes, now he's I mean, he's been he's been really solid. Yeah, he's been the least of our worries. And up front. And, and I think uh, you know, like I said too, I think Braxton Jones has done a really good job when he's actually blocking and not getting a flag. But um, in actual action, I think he's been solid as well. Well, this is the same th- for me. This is the same conversation as the Claypool trade. I don't want to keep talking about it. Like it is what it is. Like what's done is done. We can't. We don't have a time machine that can go back and draft Jalen Carter. You know, honestly, George McCaskey probably wouldn't let us. Oh, that boy drove too fast. He we can't. He can't. Ha- he can't be a Chicago Bear. No, sir. Mm-mm, no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if we were, if we were the accent. The game, then we need to keep playing the George Pickens, Tyler Gordon game. Oh. It's, it's same thing. George said, "Oh, that boy's in trouble down there, George. He can't come here." No. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or we can continue to play the "We should have drafted Mitchell Trubisky." Or excuse me, uh, Patrick Mahomes game. Like we can do yeah. this. Oh, I don't know anybody. Like I cannot think of one person that I saw said that Pat Mahomes should have been a top three pick. Oh, Everybody yeah, no and their mom said we should have taken Pickens. Everybody. Everybody, all the way through when he got taken. And on the live show during the draft, Lucas and I said it time and time again, dude, you take the best available player, it's Carter. So, but like, dude, let's stop beating a dead horse. Uh, back to this, 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 the no. state of this franchise, Lucas, you, you brought up Ryan Poles. Uh, all right. So, but before concerned. we go too f- before we go too far down this rabbit hole, first, I just want to ask you kind of an umbrella question of, if people do get fired, are the McCaskies willing to eat the money to fire polls, fluce everyone, or do you think they maybe keep polls because they'll give They're him pushing. another chance and they don't have to, you know, terminate his contract and pay him out? I'll They're tell pushing. you this. I'll tell you this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Get, get, I mean, get that's all I've got. They're, they're pussies. They're afraid to make the move. They're, they're, they're afraid to take risks. They're going to buy into we, – we bought in polls and polls, you know. Flew, it, what, we forced deeper flus allegedly on him. And well, they kind, they, they kind of did, so that's also why I'm on the fence about this. Wait, but, what? Who said that? Well, I mean, so Media before, types. This, before this podcast, I went back and looked at the articles. They had second interviews scheduled with Jim Caldwell, Matt Eberflus, and Dan Quinn before Ryan Pauls was even hired. Their committee like went through and interviewed coaches – before Ryan Poles was hired, and then he, he was given Eberflus, uh, Dan Quinn, and Jim Caldwell had second interviews scheduled before he was even there. So should have went with Dan Quinn. That guy's ripping it in Dallas. Uh, I did say that, and Joe did not like that. But Chris, what what, what were you going to say when I asked you about the uh, 
you know, do you think they're, they would actually fire everyone or do you think, you know, they, they'd feel inclined to keep someone like polls? So here's the thing. Um, Joe, I agree with your sentiment for the most part. However, I, I do see an attempt to try to be different in that, you know, having the committee I thought was actually a good idea in retrospect. It doesn't look like it worked out too well, but at least they're trying something different. Um, and the hiring of Kevin Warren gives me promise. Now, right. we hired him after to, these guys were here, though, right? Yeah, that's that's that that's timeline doesn't matter for me on that one. What I want to talk about is if if Arlington Heights is a thing, and that's the plan, and you brought in Kevin Warren to essentially take uh, Sweaty Teddy's position, lead the Arlington Heights thing, and you don't give him free reign to do whatever he wants and you make him keep Kevin or Kevin polls, Jesus Ryan polls over money. That doesn't line up to me. You invested everything in Arlington Heights. You invested in Kevin Warren and now you're going to get cheap and keep Ryan polls. That guy can't make dick shit, dude. He's a baby GM. They can't have, couldn't have paid him very much money. So if they're not going to eat that, then multiple things are wrong there. Number one, Kevin Warren should have asked that question from jump. He should have been like, Hey, look, is this my show? Once I sign and two, don't invest all this shit in Arlington Heights. If you don't plan on going all in on this team, if that like, then it's just simply a money play. And that's really all it's there for concerts, Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. And all the hoopla. Well, let me ask you. Flying that's all I win. think it's for. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what it's for because what's going on in Soldier Field right now. You still have every fucking game sold out. You still have every fucking game sold out, and it's still a hard ticket. Now, granted, it's a little smaller stadium. You got like 62, 63,000. But guess what? These these goddamn Bears fans are idiots. They're going to go see the game. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to buy merchandise. You're not going to get these – you're not going to get the whole fan base to to work or negotiate or force pressure with their wallets. The only thing that happens with the fan base is they get loud on social media. And yeah, they'll boo in the stadium. But guess what? Their butts are still there and you're still buying season tickets. Like so it doesn't fucking matter if they go all in on the team. It's just all a damn business. See, that's all it is. So I think I think George does want to win. But the problem is that I think he, he wants, wants to, to win. win. He wants to no I think he wants to win his way. I think he wants to win without having to do things that he doesn't feel comfortable with. Or right. that he wants to win with the good guys. He wants to win with the good guys. He wants to, you know, maybe be cheap in in some ways, but he they haven't been cheap for a long time. That's been it's been quite a while since they were cheap. Look, I mean, dude, we're still paying what's that fucking Denver linebacker? We'll still <laughs> we're still paying Trevathan. that guy that guy. You know? Now, now you see this is we're probably nope. paying Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Now, this is kind of where, like, you know, we go into the Ryan Poles discussion, and I'm like, all right, so he he set us up well financially for the future. He kind of restockpiled the picks. Um, you know, it, is this a guy you ultimately want to get rid of, or do you think there's maybe something there if he gets another swing at a coach and a QB, Chris? Or are you like, you know, his signings suck, his draft picks suck, we just got to get rid of him as well and, and let Kevin Warren bring a whole new squad in? So now you're essentially talking about the reset of Ryan Pace, John Fox, Mitch Trubisky, all of that shit, right? So like, Pace no, I'm had, just saying, 
I mean, Pace yeah, had Cutler yeah. forced on him, right? And John Fox. And nobody yeah, and wanted I, to be there. Yeah, I'm more like so Pace, just talking yeah. about like how how Pole seems like he's at least smart in not crippling the Bears long term type deal. Like, do you think there's something to work with there? Because I do think his like kind of smarts as a GM, you know, make me feel like he knows what he's doing. He's not giving out awful contracts that are hurting the bears, like more than three years down the line. That's true. Like I said, he's restocking the draft picks for the most part. I think his draft picks look good, but his free agent signings don't. So that's why I'm like, do you think maybe there's something there to work with and that if he gets another shot, it could work for Ryan Poles in Chicago. Ultimately. Again, I think it's too, I think it's still too early to tell draft picks are hard to, to judge, you know, this, this close. I mean, even, I mean, Braxton looks good if Carter ends up being a starter, and that that that's good. Uh, Kyler and Brisker both look – man, it's really too bad that Kyler got hurt. It would have been nice to see him break out this year or, or at least see where he was and at. You, you saw flashes of that in the first game too. Yeah. Dude, Tyreek Stevenson got picked on though. Whew. Yeah. He did not know I, what he I was mean, doing. I mean, why wouldn't you? With a rookie corner, I feel like unless you're like – Honestly, dude, quarter is so hard to play. So it's like I, I can't even be too hard on the guy. Like, no, unless I, you're no, a I, top no, ten pick at corner, like corner is that right? Yeah, and like honestly, getting his ass beat is only going to help him. Like, you're just not used to like Mike Evans. Imagine going up against Mike Evans in your second. Like that <laughs> yeah. is re- that is a freaking man. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. I, I can't even fault Tyreek for that game, but like. Yeah, corner's just tough. So that that that's a tough one to judge right now. I mean, Kyler Gordon was fucking horrible for so what, much dude. of last year until the end. He finally something clicked. I'll tell you, dude. If 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 they start running the ball and do the right thing and put Roshan in as one, and he turns out good, then I mean, shit. I'm that's not another saying, one of those picks, man. He looks like their best back already. Right, and then like I don't know, like Tyler Scott. Uh, he, I mean. It's just more. like again, way too early. Velas looks like a fucking total disaster. Um, he's not doing shit. And, but like this, this entire offense is hard to judge because it's so bad right now. It's so so bad on every single level. You know, coaching staff, Justin. Besides uh, the first drive, <laughs> people running the wrong routes, not running the flipping football. But this is why. This is why my most vitriol goes for and this is why i'm just ready to go fucking shoot matt Eberflus because the entire coaching staff approach is awful is like below high school level awful and so okay we can talk about if justin Fields is broken or not i'm finally there i'm with you guys he's he's probably beyond saving but like do something to help the motherfucker out Run the football. Don't call the same freaking play three times in the red zone when you're down three points. Like, do something. And not only that, it's the fact that it seems like half the team doesn't even know the playbook. Doesn't know the playbook on offense. You're running different routes. You're wrong routes. Bad spacing. This, that, and the other. Oh, does Justin Fields know the progression? Oh, his mechanics look slower this year. Oh, his, you know, his eyes. Uh, whatever the case is up with Justin Fields, it's it's it starts with the coaching. It starts with with, with Getsy is a fucking idiot. 
He's he, he like and sure you draw up some wide open plays, of course, and I'm with you on the on the seam right up the middle to to, to the running back. Now, now Joe, let up. me. Can I just stop? Like, I'm not crazy, right? There was a point last year when the ESPN talking heads and, and people on Twitter were saying, "Oh, this Luke Luke Getzey guy's an innovative genius. He's great. He might not be the Bears OC next year because he's so good. He's going to get it." There was a point last year when that was a conversation. Am I crazy, Joe, or is that a thing? No, yeah, yeah, it started you're, with the it started with so, me by. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, last six, seven weeks. So that was a thing. This, what the this, what the f happened? What what happened in the off season between then and now? Like they added some weapons. They added DJ Moore, and they they. Do you think it's a? Is it a test to see if Fields is truly their guy moving forward to see if he can actually pass in a drop back offense? Like what if what, if that's the what test happened? They're cutting their own face off doing the test because I would fire them right now based on what I was seeing. Like Dude, that's a bad. That's some Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky shit, where he's just yes. it's, it's intentionally running a shit offense to essentially see, hey, look, this guy's not good enough. He can't do it. Not, and not, then not you're going to see, offense, a, you're gonna see not... a Bill Laser takeover, run right. the ball 57 times on an outside zone, and we look fucking mir- like a, it looks miraculous, and Justin's fine, you know? But yes. again, they're not, like you said, they're not doing anything to help him. Uh, you know, we're we're not the first ones to talk about this. I'm sure we won't be the last, but they're, they've taken away everything they did well last year. Like you said, Lucas, they're not running the ball. They don't roll Justin out very much. I'm not saying they should do it every single play, but they you've improved your offensive line, so now you can do it. You don't run enough under center runs to then set up the, the running game and the passing game are completely two different things that right. don't That's correlate good. at all you can't you can't like you can like the the bucks even said we knew we know what's we know what was coming we knew that screen was coming that's pathetic that and inside the five yard line you know a screen is coming but then like also my other question off that is how bad is how bad does Luke Getze actually view Justin Fields that he does not trust him in that situation to not take a bad sack or whatever? Because that's ultimately what it is. I I don't think there's any other reason for calling a screen there. And even then, you can't like you got to have well, some. The, you have to have a, a smidgen. Times. Yeah, you have to have a smidgen of faith that you you can do it. But like, really, is that? Is that ultimately what it boils down to? Does he just straight up not trust him? Like I don't at think all? anybody trusts at anyone right now on the offense. And you know, you can go into everything that happened in preseason. Preseason camp was an abject failure because you weren't getting the what you weren't getting everybody on the field. Okay, whatever about preseason games, but you just weren't playing the linemen weren't available, this, that, and the other. Like look, but correct, you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the way you keep your job in the NFL is you win. Whether it's 12 to 13, whether it's 9 to 7, whether it's 27 25, the, you, you just win football games. You keep your job, period. And so I don't give a sh- I, well, I don't care if it's, well, we have to make Justin win a certain way. We have to test out our offense. Win. Just win. If you continue to win, you can continue to prove yourself. And if you're like, well, man, at the end of the year, look, Ryan Poles, we had to run all this gadget shit. And so please, can we just trade him or cut bait? Or can we please just, but hey, we uh, we went nine and eight. And- look, look, look at how the Steelers won yesterday. Yes. That game represents their organization. It sucks. You can play like, you can play like shit for 
60 minutes there and still win a game because you come up with timely plays, you you dial up stuff that like it's just Kenny stuff the Bears is not never a top do. Ten, a top ten, right. He will never be a top ten that, that's quarterback. Just my, that's just my point, Joe. Is just like if you win, it the QB gets a win. Like it's a win. It's a win for everyone. Winning here is all. Pittsburgh is happy about it, and they're like, "Well, right. Pickett's got to do a little bit better." But they work into the next week. They're still buying merchandise, and they're watching the game. And it's like, well, maybe he'll do better this week. But hey, we won. Like, now, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but I also want to bring it up here. How much do you guys think this is Justin coming in here with, you know, I want to prove to people that I can win without running. Like, I I definitely think that's part of it. I definitely think there's kind of an, I don't know if I want to say arrogance, but more just like he has to prove people wrong and he's trying too hard to not do it. I don't know if that's just me making shit up, but I, I could totally see a world where fields is like, you know, I need to, to be able to throw for, whatever, 3,500 yards this year. I mean, Chris, what, what do you think? You think that's feeding into this as well? Um, no. I only say that because he said he didn't care if people thought he was a running quarterback. And that's – I mean, he's he also said he, um, he's one of the top five running quarterbacks of all time. Why say that and then come back and be like, I'm just going to stand in the pocket and let my ass get kicked? Okay, is he hurt? But on the flip side, is the coach telling him to stand there in the pocket and get his ass kicked? Like, no. Like, why is exactly. he not like this, at all? It's no, it's, I, it's just bizarre to me. There's there's multiple problems that I that I have and want to bring up. Number one is this overcoaching narrative on Twitter is fucking bullshit. Um, like, if he's being overcoached this. And it's made him like, like a, a pop Warner quarterback. Then he's a that's he's an idiot. He needed to be overcoached just to get him functional in a drop any any kind of dropback scheme, or he's a problem. Like you can't just say, oh yeah, he's a playmaker. That's great. This isn't backyard football, dude. This is not. It's not going to work for very long. They're going to figure it out very quickly. They already they figured it out. Yeah, which they, they did just, exactly. They run the same defense every play, which makes it even more horrible that he can't figure it out. Exactly. So then the the second thing to that is, okay, the R system thing. All right. He can't run our system. You are an NFL coach and coordinator. It is your job to, I don't care if you have to completely redesign your offense or become a different person altogether. It's your job to make an offense that works with the players that you have. You can't just be like, oh, this guy doesn't do what I need him to do, and I only know how to win one way. And if this specific person can't do this specific thing, we're fucked. You're, you should not be employed, plain and simple. And then the last thing is the whole our guy thing. So, oh, well, Justin Fields is an our guy. Tough shit. Again, that is your problem. You, if you can't, if you were going to come and say, say with arrogance that, well, if I could pick my guy, we'd be good. Why can't you come in with the same arrogance and say, the last motherfucker can fix Justin Fields? I'll do it. I'll get him. I'll get him scoring. And gets he did. But now he decided, hey, there's all this shit that was working last year. Let's just not do any of it. Where what I think he should have done, my humble, stupid high school equivalent level of football knowledge is 
use some of the shit last year and work in the shit you want this year. Make it play off of each other. Like I can fucking design plays in Madden better than this. And I know that's a stupid fucking analogy, but it's true. Like run out of the same formation, five different types of plays. No, no, you can, I can tell what's coming. It's pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. I hate this team. Justin's terrible. I mean, he's a problem. He's absolutely, uh, the well, first two weeks, played like absolute asshole. Right, he's so, played like his head's been in his ass. Whether so, it's so just- here's my thing overall, right? I didn't mean to cut you off there, Joe. Oh, my, just, my thing yeah, my thing overall is Fields ran for what? Like 1,200 yards last year or whatever, 11-something. Whatever he ran for, right? It, it was awesome to watch. It was fun to watch. He was electric. The Bears won three games. Like, you, they're... You can't win games in the NFL without throwing. You just can't. So say what you want about changing the offense. The defense, say, was, say, the defense was horrible last year, too. It, it, it is. And but it's still horrible. I get, Joe, my, my point it's is still horrible. You, at some point, right, there's points in games where you just have to be able to drop back and throw the ball without the gimmicky play action. Sure. Like there is a point in the game where it has to be done, and he flat out can't fucking do it. I understand you can mask it for a while. At this point, though, it's just like, I, I get it. You know, you can't run the shit all the time. He's not going to be successful with it. But there are like a handful of times when you just have to run that drop back shit. And he can't execute it even at a basic level. And, and for me, he can't read his own defense. Right. So, so, so from, you know what I mean, though? It's like you can only roll out so many times before the defense is just like, all right, we can fucking cut off half the field and stop this easily. Yeah, like, you get the and they're already they're already cutting off his running lanes, even though he's not running. So like, it, it's really not just easy to to run for twelve hundred yards as a QB, but not be able to throw at all. Like, so they just so my, they just completely stopped playing man defense against him because that right. was what that's when you if you look back at back at his long runs, it's probably when they were playing man defense, had their backs turned to him, and he took off. If they were playing zone and they were looking forward. And he can't read the damn defense anyway. And he took off. He'd be fucking knocked down by like two or three people before he got 60 yards. Right. But now it's even worse too. Cause it's like, you know, you can take thing, you can take his running away. And if you know, he's just not going to beat your basic zone. It's so easy to game plan for. So I guess my overall point is that sure. We can change the offense and we can make things easier for him. But if he can't do this shit with guys running wide open, then it was probably never going to work out anyway. Because this is just basic stuff. Like it, it is really basic stuff that he is not seeing. Yeah. Well, how um, many games are y'all watching this year? All of them. I'm gonna tune in every week like a sucker that I am. Listen, the other the other really crappy thing I was just thinking about is if like. Like it's hard to get a read on anybody else if like if this offense is going to be this bad, like you can't really tell what you have in Roshan, what you have in like, you need to make a decision on two wide receivers now with Darnell Mooney and, and Chase Claypool. How can you even say that you, you that confidently can make a decision right now? Well, how, but like, both. right. But like Mooney hasn't even gotten a target. He was yeah. hurt in this game, but like, He's been – it's not like he hasn't been open. So what do you just go back and look at tape and see all the times he was open and been like, hey, you did your job. We'll give you a a contract. There's like 
Didn't he have oh. like 50 or 60 yards in the first game? Yeah, he scored a handful. Of, uh, he was on my fantasy bench with 11 points, so whatever that tally was. Yeah, he had, uh, he had a, not a bad game the first week, but he did get hurt this week. Um, but, but Chris, I know what you're saying. It's like if you're open but you can't evaluate, it's like how are you evaluating these guys for the future? It's it's silly. But um, I'm not giving Claypool a dime right now based off the first two weeks' performance. Sure, he caught a touchdown pass, but that mother – you can't trust him. You cannot trust him. No, you got to cut bait with that, dude. If you're if you're needing a talking to after week one, yes, you're 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 a problem. You know, like I you don't say, care what bait. he does the rest of the year. Honestly, uh, he could be Justin's favorite guy. Hey, so, just, just as a comeback to the whole you know thirty second pick thing, Joey Porter Jr. hasn't done shit in Pittsburgh. He's gotten like ten snaps a game. So, just I just want to throw that out there. Oh, at this point, right here, if the draft started today, here's a here's a fun game. Bears are picking third and fourth behind Cardinals picking first and second. What's your uh, confidence level that the Bears get uh, with polls or without polls? Whoever McCaskey chooses that the Bears do something productive. We'll say that that big blanket statement. Do something productive. Do 100%. something positive with those with those two picks. Hundred percent. Oh my God, you're a sucker. Why do the Cardinals have two? Texans they have the pick. Texans pick. Jesus, man, that was a they, that that was a beautiful draft plan last year, and they drafted Paris Johnson. Holy shit! They, that that was this is a fucking brilliant setup. I mean, they're gonna tank so bad. Jo- except Josh Jobs looks fantastic. It is. They should not good. have. They should not have lost that game last week. Shit, they were in the first game. They the might actually already- win like five games. The Cardinals have a better passing attack and offensive game plan than we do. With, Dobbs, with a guy they brought a in a ago. week before the season started. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, but, Joe, to answer your question. You said I, 100%, and we've been sitting here bitching about Jalen Carter, George Pickens, Patrick Mahomes, whoever. Because there's a history of fucking this shit up. It's going to be nope. Kevin White. There's. There is no, you don't, dude. It's going to be Leonard Floyd. I don't remember the Bears ever getting gifted a a pick that high, other than the Mitch year, which that wasn't, that was not nearly as good of a draft. I am so confident in this draft class being good that one of those picks will be a great pick. (laughs) It's going to be, he's going to take like Ewan's dude and he'll be Ewey. He's a college quarterback. Although he see, I see, I, than... I I personally don't. If they kept polls there, I don't think polls would get super cute with that pick. That's what I mean. I I think his NFL like GMI is all right. I I think a lot of the free agent signings were people in his ear saying, "Oh, we need this guy or we need that guy." But like, I mean, I don't know. Say what you want. I think. Like Darnell Wright was a guy that was climbing up draft boards. We're like, oh, we we could take him, and then I don't know. It, it seems like like Joe said, it seems like a solid pick. I just if you the GM, I want because here's the thing: if you have two of those picks, I there's no way you whiff on both. That's why I said 100. percent One of those guys pans out for sure. Chris, uh, Caleb Williams and Martin, Martin Harrison Jr. will look good in blue and orange next year. Let's roll. 
I'm joking. Let's let I don't want to talk about the next year's draft already, but man, uh, yeah, the, I man, like the Cardinals. Cardinals with one, two, they're gonna do they're gonna do that. They're gonna do Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. All right. So uh, not, I mean Bauer. we can we can we can dogpile on fields here. I mean, let's be real here. The Texans <laughs> offensive line without all their starters last week, CJ Stroud threw us four hundred yards throwing to garbage men. Yep. Absolute trash. Oh, cans Nico, of wide Collins, Nico Collins is great, oh, dude. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's a solid wide receiver four on any other team. Collins, Robert Woods, they have that guy that's 110 pounds. He had like 80 yards. Like, they got John Mechie, bro. Tank Dell, game, man. Tank Dell is game, the shit. game number two, and he probably threw for double what Fields has ever thrown for in a game. No, yeah. A bit more, yeah. Fields has never thrown for 400 yards. He threw Fields for can't more even, yard. He's thrown Fields for more yards. Throw for than, 250. He's thrown for more yards in one game than Fields has in two. It, dude, it's insane. And Fields has like 90 attempts. That's why, uh, see, that's like my point is like you can say whatever you want about the coaching, but like if shit like this is happening, you're just like something is seriously fucking wrong. Sure, but like, you're not gonna bring in a rookie quarterback with this coaching staff, are you? You're what, absolutely are you fire not. And, nope. and promote Getsy? No, no shot. That's why if they, if they're that bad, they all got to get fired, and that's why I said Poles most likely does too. But we'll see. Like Chris said, it's it's too early to have that conversation, even though no, it's in the back of all our minds. Three here. It's insane. And, the, and, and we already know this season is over, basically. This season is essentially over. Unless uh, unless they all take some sort of LSD this week and, and figure something out, which is not well, going to happen. Well, all they need to do, like, you know, this week they're going to need to get a plan in place and they'll still get their ass kicked. But at least if they get going in the right direction, they might, 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 might be able to beat Denver. <laughs> oh, and 17. That's what this roster is about to be. No shot. We'll win. Oh, yeah. Right. That one football game, you know. We're going to hang Over, our on it. Yeah, that's the Pats game from last year. Man, that game last year got me excited for Iberflus. I was like, holy shit, this guy this guy went to fucking Foxborough and beat Belichick. Thought he was the balls. We suck. All right. Do we need to break this stuff down anymore? Do y'all want to get into Chiefs and Bears? Kind of <laughs> give us the 10 minutes on how we're going to lose to Matt Nagy. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, dude, Andy Reid's going to be sitting on the bench eating cheeseburgers, and Matt Nagy's going to be in control. And he's just going to be like, yeah, Matt, holler if, if you need me. <laughs> Matt Nagy's oh, going to have a big old B-U in, in red and yellow uh, on his on his card. Fields could use that advice, man. Good. Maybe that's what, that's what Maybe that's what motivated him with Nagy. I would like him. I would like him to be somebody else. Don't tell him oh. to be him. Do you guys think Nagy handled Fields better than Getsy does? Uh, <laughs> how, how would how would you know? I don't know what it, what those internal meetings look like. I oh, idea. I don't know. People want to keep referencing two years and be like, "Oh, look how good he looked here with Nagy." I think I just I just think it's ironically funny. I mean, I like the last six weeks of the season with Fields the most. Um. 
But these two weeks are probably the the worst two weeks I've ever seen with him. I just don't think we can continue to blame coaching for everything. Dude. Like, oh, these plans that's, are so great. Like, that's no, what I'm not. saying, Chris. I feel like we say it every year, too, and, like, yep. the quarterback yep. struggles. Like, it's always coaching. Like, like, no, like we said that with Mitch. And, but, like, but like and, yeah, that, it's, 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 it's not like these – it's not like Mitch went went somewhere and won a starting job and is leading a team. Like, he's a backup quarterback now. It is what he is. Yep. He was he was never going to be something great here in Chicago, even if you know you can only put so much lipstick on a pig as a coach. Facts. You still got to give that pig a chance, and we have not given this pig a single chance in two weeks. Got to give it a chance. You're right. I mean, he's going to get the year. He, he's without a doubt going to get the year. But that's so terrible to me. Why don't Why don't George just have some fucking nuts and fire him? Fire him all right now. And coach the team like he like his granddaddy would have. And I'm serious about like you can find somebody to get this team through the rest of the year. You can find somebody to say, "Hey, offense." Jeff Saturday. Gonna... Yeah, you can find somebody that will get <laughs> you through the next tw- six, uh, sixteen weeks. And Jeff Juniak. It won't be any worse than it is right now. Promise you that it will not be any worse than it is right now. They'll still look unprepared. The game plan will be mid and. Uh, Let's make a uh, coaching staff with J.T. O'Sullivan, Dan Orlovsky, and Tim Jennings. But, I mean, put my man you said Kushul out there. I'm serious. All right, hold on, Joe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got an interruption. Let Hogan Johns coach this team. Hogan, you got the offense. Johns, you got the defense. They'll win three games. Joe, this is the song playing in my head when uh, Fields missed Roshan Johnson wide open on the seam and then tucked the ball and went into the fetal position. Rest in peace, Fields. He very clearly cannot see the defense as a whole. And it's like, man, jump on some fucking Madden. Go play Madden and try to... And like, I know it's not a one-to-one comparison, but let... Read a cover three. Read a cover two. Make sure you understand how these route concepts work. Give yourself that goddamn VR goggles. You can put VR goggles on (laughs) your entire evening and watch tape through the VR goggles. I'm sorry, the softball girls in Alabama wear the VR goggles for batting practice. When they don't have a picture to throw them, throw them pitches. I think they're just playing the Wii under there. Weren't they pretty good last year too? I mean, we we have had a pretty good program. Last year was a little down, but you we had a pretty good program. I like the VR VR headset idea. The VR headset's just we, just we we softball, we football. We be better than Justin. So that they're going to play at halftime the next home game. You know, Stanford and, and, and I mean, yeah, Northwestern football sucks, but like you've put, you, it's implemented in high level football where these, where VR goggles to visualize what's going on. Uh-oh. Whatever it takes. Like it, it's very clear to me that the work necessary to take leaps, to take jumps, like even if Getsy don't run, that's a dumb narrative. 
even if they're coaching it out of you, like it's very clear that the work to be good or be great was not done during the offseason. Period. There, there is just no shot they're telling him don't run ever. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Part of it is just him probably I, – I don't even want to speculate. I, I don't care. My but only thing that no makes sense is is he hurt. Freaking way that they're saying that. I mean, he might be. He looks like he's moving at a mile per hour when he drops back. Right. But, like – Does he have a back issue that we don't know about? Your brain should have. not – that hurt that bad. That you have to move in slow motion to read the freaking defense. Oh, it's just on to the next week. Drop Soldier Field off into Lake Michigan, blow up Hallis Hall. George needs to murder suicide Virginia, and we need to start over. Chris, what you got for the Bears Chief score? Bears and Chiefs. Here's our info. Bears, Chiefs, Bears, V, Chiefs. Our info is a 325 game, so we'll be one of the few games in the afternoon window. Pretty uh, sure it's uh, the game week. And ESPN Analytics gives the Chiefs an 82% chance to win the game. Uh, you go on down. Kansas City currently favored on Tuesday night at 12.5 point favorite. And the over-under is at 47-and-a-half over there in Arrowhead Stadium. The weather is expected to be 74 degrees, partly cloudy. How, how much are we underdogs by? 12-and-a-half. Give me the two. I feel like I'm down. I thought it opened at 13-and-a-half. Well, that is from our friends at Caesars per ESPN.com. Um, uh, Chiefs 35, 42, Chiefs 42, <laughs> Bears, nine. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. I almost went with three. In fact, I'm going to go three. 42-3. If it's that bad, I think everyone's going to get fired. They should. They should leave their ass in Kansas City. They all need not, to go to Matt Nagy school. Do you not see a complete world where that's possible, Lucas? Chris Jones is going to eat Justin Fields for lunch. Uh, yeah, no, it's anything's within the realm of possibility with this team. I just think if, if it was that bad that they that's, literally might – Fire Eberflus that day. That is not. That is that is not true. You said anything is in the realm of possibilities. There is no possible way they go into Arrowhead and win. No. There's there's a wide there's a wide range of losing possibilities. Get this coaching staff out of out of my building. Yes. I just. They don't even have to win. Just show some freaking heart, you know. Get a sack. Get a sack. Get off the field on third down. Run the ball. Put Mahomes in the dirt. None of it happens. No, no, no. We'll we'll see none of it. We're just going to see Mahomes being magician. And like you said, we're going to hear about Matt Nagy all day. He's going to be all over the screen smiling. 
Diana Rossini was on Hogan Johns today, and she said, oh, he looks different. He looks happy. That's what she said. He looks happy. It was just like, yeah, Chicago will make anyone look like a miserable. It's like you, you go to Chicago and you age like the president. You're in there for like two or three years, and you look like you age like 30. Yeah, she said, oh, yeah, Matt Nagy looks way better. He looks happy and healthy. Yeah, because there's nobody talking shit to his kids at their kids' high school football game. <laughs> That's we'll awesome. Talk about it. Going back to a conversation off air, Chicago being a great football city. No, it's not. It cares too much and turns this turns these teams and these players, these coaches, into toxic messes. I love it. They should be booed. They should be booed 10 minutes into the first game if they suck. They deserve it. But you know what? Who who promotes all this, Joe? Is ownership. They let the shit go way too long, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. Not not condoning saying talking shit to Nagy was a good idea at his football game, but like his time was up. There was no reason for him to still be coaching this team at that point after he already sucked. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Give me a score, Luke. Bears still suck. <laughs> Oh, I want to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to score 32. And I'm saying the Bears score 17. Yeah, Luke and I were about on the same page. I was going to say 35-17, and uh, the 17 is generous. But I'm hoping for Chris to be right. I'm hoping for Fields to look beyond incompetent and the defense to look like Swiss cheese. I personally have Patrick Mahomes in my favorite fantasy league. So that's going to be exciting to see how many points he can accumulate. Kadarius Tony will likely look like an all pro and Sky Moore will probably look like a pro bowler as well. Two bum ass wide receivers. He's going to turn them into, and look, what's the kid from Justin Ross? He's going to, they're going to activate Justin Ross. Who's covering Kelsey? No one. No one's Dude, covering Kelsey. I was just thinking. I was thinking earlier. Like Kate Otten ripped up these linebackers, dude. Kate Otten. Like, where where are these linebackers that were supposed to be so good in coverage? <laughs> it's gonna be a joke. Well, the Bears still suck. That's what it is. The Thank Packers you. theme song is 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 absolutely true. I ain't singing the Bears fight song one more time until on this show unless they win two in a row. No, and one I, one win and you sing the song. Fuck no. One win and you sing the song. No, nope, you gotta win two one in a row. Win and you sing the song. Green you can sing it. Green Bay sucks. Green Bay sucks. Green Bay sucks. Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.